0: welcome and uh, thank you for coming out. We realize that um, we're in COVID times and many have chosen to watch this online and so a really warm welcome to you whether you're in the building or you're watching online. It is great to have you at our Carols by Candlelight service. My name's Ian, I'm one of the ministers here and uh, with Jan we will be Largely uh, leading the service with many other contributors, musicians, and readers as we go through. In the Gospel of John, it starts off with these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God at the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light for all mankind. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We stand to sing our first carol, Once in Royal David City. Lord, we look back to Christmas's past when everything was just so perfect. Yet, Lord, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this time, things just don't seem right. Lord, into this busyness, into our Concerns. we pray tonight, Lord, you will breathe your spirit into us. That we will see beyond the imperfection to the perfection of the chaos of the first Christmas. Lord, into this service, into this time, may your Holy Spirit come. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And so you're all ready. Got it all sorted? All the presents got? All wrapped? I know, men, it's not December the 24th yet, but are we ready? Maybe you've been planning on a spreadsheet. I know people who do that. They make sure that you've got everything sorted, you've got the presents for everybody, you've got all the food, the Tesco online orders all done. It's all there it's all perfect the first christmas the first christmas had been in planning not just for a few months the first christmas was in planning for hundreds and hundreds of years the planning was there everything was going to be just right And you could imagine all the angels making sure they got their lines sorted out. They were going to sing the right songs at the right time. They were going to sound perfect, just like our worship group. Sometimes. But that first Christmas, with all its planning, the birthday, the birth. Not of just some ordinary baby, but the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The well, it just shouldn't have happened like that, should it? It shouldn't have happened like that. It shouldn't happen to our God. And our first reading picks up that story. And I think Gabrielle's going to come.
1: A great light. They lived in a land of shadows, but now light is shining on them. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and he will be our ruler. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace.
2: Thank you, Gabrielle. It shouldn't happen to our God. The mess of the world he is about to enter... It needs some sorting out. It needs some clearing up, doesn't it? It doesn't take a moment of listening to the news to realise how messed up our world is. Tornadoes ripping towns apart. Young people stabbing, killing each other. Pandemics refusing to go away. Hidden parties and breaking of rules by those who are setting in them. Children being neglected, abused tortured murdered food banks in the uk the nhs at breaking point damage to our environment continuing at crazy levels our world the words that we just heard from gabrielle the people walking in darkness well that picture is easy to understand isn't it the imagery is really clear There's so much good in our world, there's so much beauty, there's so much that brings joy, isn't there? But we can't deny the darkness, we can't deny the pain, the hurt, the hatred, the anger. And yet it was to this world that God chose to send his son. It was our dark, hardened world that God responded to through this tiny baby, Jesus. The passage from Isaiah that we heard uses these words to describe Jesus, that he should be called Wonderful Counselor. Don't we all need a Wonderful Counselor sometimes? Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. A God who's in control. A God who is full of love as our Father who doesn't change. This God... Is our God who came to this world, to this dark world. He came to sort it out, to clean it up. Why? Doesn't seem right, does it? That this should happen to our God, and yet the why is answered because He loves us. What a message of hope we're hearing tonight. Let's stand and sing again. It came upon a midnight clear.
0: Our second reading is going to be read by Damanola.
3: Thank you. Good evening, church. I'm going to be reading Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. An angel announces the birth of Jesus. During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel, Gabriel, to a virgin girl who lived in Nazareth, a town in Galilee. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, the Lord is with you. You are very special to him. But Mary was very confused about what the angel said. She wondered, What does this mean? The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, because God is very pleased with you. Listen, you'll become pregnant and have a baby boy. You will name him Jesus. He will be great. People will call him the Son of the Most High God, and the Lord God will make him king, like his ancestor, David. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this happen? I'm still a virgin. The angel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High God will cover you the baby will be holy and will be called the son of god and here's something else your relative elizabeth is pregnant she is very old but she's going to have a son everyone thought she could not have a baby but she has been pregnant now for six months god can do anything mary said i'm the lord's servant let this thing you have said happen to me then the angel went away
0: Scandal. All the press would have been so excited. Scandal. King Bainby born to a single woman. In those days, she should have been taken out and stoned. Yeah? Stoned for being pregnant before she's married. After all, it's just not right imagine couldn't you the daily fail baby born out of wedlock gonna be king who's the father swoop just found out said to be the holy spirit you can imagine the confusion now settling in and this was the most important baby ever to be born Before or ever to be born now, and it seems to be wrapped in, well, not the way we would have planned it. Not the way we would have planned it. We'd have made sure the wedding had taken place and it was all done in order. We'd have made sure everything was just so. But no, God had his ideas. God had his plan. And his plan was the best of all. But I know if we'd have been in charge, it wouldn't have been like that. It really should not happen to our God to be having this scandal around his birth.
1: to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
2: It shouldn't happen to our God. The King of Kings... And yet governments, it would seem, right across the ages, even from the time of Jesus, sometimes made really irritating legislations, legislations and demands upon the people which feel of no benefit to them, but it still happened. Well, here in this story, we find it happening to poor Mary and Joseph, Mary being dragged from Nazareth to Bethlehem. I wasn't sure how far Nazareth to Bethlehem was, so I put it into a search engine, and it came back with this 95 miles. It would take you two hours and 24 minutes with moderate traffic. (laughs) Poor Mary. She didn't have to suffer traffic, did she? Sadly, there wasn't such a thing as a black cab in those days. Heavily pregnant perhaps as we sing she had a donkey at her disposal i can't imagine sitting on a donkey very long if you're heavily pregnant i can't imagine that poor donkey wanting someone sitting on them like that what a nightmare you can imagine right across israel people saying no surely not can't we we can't do this who's going to look after my animals when i go who's going to look at i can't take my 12 children with me off to the other side of the country What about the disabled or those who are really sick? How are they going to manage it? And then people like Mary who are expecting a baby any time. Surely there could be an exception. Surely can't we go in six months' time? We can cope with it then. What is happening? Why is this happening to God? And yet it did they did have to make that terribly long journey of over 95 miles without the help of a vehicle. Our God didn't escape the difficulties of the world into which he was about to be born. He didn't escape the difficulties of life that face each one of us. Even while still in his mother's womb, he went through that awful journey, and poor Mary, goodness knows how she felt. Our Lord faced the pain, the trials, the difficulties, the inescapable challenges and nasties of what it means to live in our world. Being God didn't make him exempt from the realities of the world. It shouldn't happen.
0: Thank you. Please sit down. If you have arrived somewhere late at night... And you get to the hotel you've booked and you go to the reception and they look at you and say, sorry sir or ma'am, we're full. But I've got a booking. I'm sorry, but we're full. It's only happened to me once, arriving at a hotel at one o'clock in the morning on the edge of Manchester And I drove into a roadside hotel, I will not name it, it would be very rude to name a particular one, particularly as this is online, and they advertise widely, (laughs) but I got there and they said, we're full, and I said, but I need a bed, I'm sorry, we're full, but there's another hotel five miles down the road. Would you like us to ring and see if they've got space? God, I was frustrated. Fortunately, they did have a room, so I was able to go there. Can you imagine that journey, not done in a comfortable car, but done on foot, largely on foot the donkey doesn't actually appear in the Bible so we don't know that there was a donkey and so you had a very tired Mary pregnant Mary with her fiancé Joseph who cared deeply 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 and they made a journey as instructed by the government, not what they planned. To only find no room. Do you have all the people it's to happen to? Jesus. Jesus's parents should have thought there'd be a nice red carpet lined up outside the ritz of Bethlehem to welcome this family in because this was going to put them on the map. You could imagine the hotel afterwards, the birthplace of Jesus. They could have a blue circle, couldn't they? (laughs) They could have had all sorts of things. But no. An animal shed. An animal shed. Because there was no accommodation. It shouldn't happen to our God. It should be better. Oh, little town.
2: birthing suite. Well, what can you get these days? Again, I turned to the internet, I thought I'd have a little bit of fun and I typed in birthing suites. It seems there are some luxury options available. Private jacuzzis, birthing balls, rocking chairs, TVs, you can have a private chef, you can have one-to-one care and you can have a suite of rooms for as many guests as you choose. Maybe not so common on the NHS, but you know what? Even though it might not be accessible for most of us, we do have expectations. We expect to have a bed with a mattress. We expect clean sheets. We expect the facility of an ensuite private bathroom. We expect there to be warm water and clean towels. We expect there to be a a partner allowed in with us and a chair for them, light, warmth and great medical care, thanks to our NHS. That's not quite what was awaiting Mary and Joseph. Poor Mary and Joseph, after their dreadful long journey, they get there and, as Ian said, there were no rooms available. They find themselves instead in a stable with some animals. Well, we might have some wonderful, amazing animal lovers here, but for most of us townies, the smell of a farmyard isn't something that is too appealing to us. Some of you may enjoy heading to a stable and clearing it out in the morning, but for the majority of us, it wouldn't be a favourite chore of the day. And I remember heading as a child to a farm to pick up some meat and stepping in the mud and losing my sandal. It wasn't that nice. It reminded me of Southend Some of us might really like those things. And in some ways, I reckon Mary and Joseph were just so grateful to have somewhere. A shelter of some kind. But now suddenly the baby's coming. This is not anyone's dream place to give birth. How will they cope? What on earth are they going to do? How are they going to make it clean enough? What an utter nightmare. This is not what Mary thought would happen. She's not in her own home. She's not surrounded by her relatives. She's not got a midwife that she knows nearby. This just should not happen to our God. And yet, once again, we see God choosing not to play his God card. And he allowed Jesus to be born into this impoverished, dirty, smelly world. The king of all, yet born into the roughest of environments. Our God himself wasn't born into a palace surrounded by luxury and comfort. God was born into the arms of parents who loved him, who cared for him, who did their best to look after him and to keep him clean in this harsh world. He was their treasure. He was God's son and yet he was their son too. Ian.
0: God paid a great cost. A great cost. What cost are we prepared to pay? Well, a couple from our church sadly can't be here tonight because it's too far to travel. God called them to Go out to Moldova to serve. And I'm hoping with one click of Sam's hands, they will be with us. Yay! Andy Rihanna, can you hear us? Yes. Oh, and we can hear you. That's the biggest relief because we had no way of testing this beforehand. It works. Well done. How are you both?
4: We're doing well, Uh, thank you. It's great to be here with you tonight.
0: You say that as if you haven't been hearing our singing and that, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) How are things in Moldova at the moment?
5: Um, Okay, it's not as cold as we uh, had expected. We haven't had snow yet, but um, we're waiting for it. (laughs) It should come soon, hopefully.
0: Good. Tell us, what's Christmas going to be like for you this year in Moldova?
4: Um, this year, Christmas Day, will be quiet. Um, usually we'll spend Christmas Day with lots of people. Um, but this year it will be just Andy and I. So we're looking forward to that quiet and calm, which will be the first time in our marriage that it's just us two. Um, So I hope that means we have more time for video calls with family and things.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, some of the family are here tonight, so they've heard you that request, so uh, (laughs) it's noted down, Yes. And uh, what about your ministry? You got a load of parcels through from this church recently, uh, and uh, also the opportunity to provide a number of chickens and super goats and all those sort of things. What does that mean for your ministry out there in Moldova?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, we really see a, an amazing potential to, to just be meeting a physical need that a lot of people in the villages have. Um, there's a real lack of, of finance for a lot of people who are living in the village. Um, and they depend a lot on the things that they're able to Grow themselves or raise themselves in terms of livestock, um, but if you don't have anything, it's very difficult to to f- be able to to get it from somewhere. Um, so we see that the all of these things are going to to go a great way to meeting a lot of physical need, um, which also then opens the door to sharing um, the good news of of Jesus and and His kingdom.
0: Thank you for that, and I know a lot of people were very delighted to be able to support your ministry in that way, and we've been able to pass your thanks back. And thank you for recording that part of that video recently. Just tell us, uh, in Moldova, obviously you've probably heard we've got another outbreak of COVID in the UK, uh, Omicron, uh, which I understand um, is an anagram of No Crimbo. But let's not dwell on that. Um, But What's the situation like out there in Moldova?
4: Um, I I don't think we're yet having another wave. Um, So we can thank God for that and keep praying for protection. Um, At Christmas time, we usually have an influx of people coming back from Europe over the Christmas holidays. So I usually expect that our waves come delayed to the rest of Western Europe you know it's people migrate from there back to Moldova for the Christmas holidays so we could see a spike but right now things are carrying on like normal we don't see as much of an effect as probably what we're hearing from you in the UK right now
0: so um, how can we pray for you as a couple how can we pray for your ministry this Christmas,
5: mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think you can definitely be praying for wisdom as we look into where um, where are the best places, or where are the places that that God can really use, um, you know, the, the generous gifts that have been given to to meet people's physical needs. Um, where is He moving, and, and where where can we meet Him? and work alongside him in that. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, as, as I said, continued protection. Uh, thank God for the vaccine. Thank God that till now has been safe, um, but continued health. Um, yeah.
0: Well, thank you for joining us on this service. It's been good to have you. Uh, we wish you a very happy Christmas even if the standard standard tribe is not out there en masse, therefore you've gone from your normal 30 to 2. We will be (laughs) praying for you, and we're just grateful to God that you've been able to join us tonight. Let's just pray for you before we continue. Lord, we thank you for Andy and Rihanna. We thank you for all they are doing out there in Moldova with Operation Mobilization. We thank you for the lives that they have touched and continue to touch. And Lord, we pray for all those gifts that have been sent across. That Lord, they will just be led to give them to the right families to make the big difference. But Lord, as they give the physical gifts, may they also have the ability to give the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift that we are thinking about tonight. That's it within the lives of those lives that they touch There will be a new birth, the birth of a saviour who will transform their lives for eternity. Bless them we pray and bless Andy and Rihanna in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. It's been great. Let's give them an RBC clap.
4: Thank you
5: for having
0: us.
4: Happy Christmas.
0: And you're welcome to stay around and see what the rest of the sound's like, but it's just been great to have you online tonight. Thank you. I'm looking up there, but the mic camera's over there, and I keep, I'll get very confused where pictures are and that. Thank you very much. We continue our worship now as Sarah leads us in a song. The next Bible reading is going to be ready.
1: This reading is continuing on in Luke chapter 2 from verse 8 to... And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour But Mary treasured up these things, pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
0: It just shouldn't happen to our God. If it hasn't been bad enough for already, the first visitors. No, it wasn't the midwife. It wasn't even the district nurse. It wasn't even granny. I mean, at least she'd have been useful. No, smelly shepherds. Smelly, stinky shepherds. Who came in... And were not even very quiet. And they woke up, baby Jesus. And despite what the carol says, he did cry. He was a king. And there were not even any dignitaries. The prime minister didn't turn up. that could have been a blessing. (laughs) But they were smelly shepherds. Strangers, mystic men who brought the oddest of gifts. It just should not happen to our God like this. If you and I
2: were to plan the birth of the king, the saviour of the world, I wonder how we would plan it. Would we place... Jesus in a palace, maybe that he'd be born into the royal family, because there he'd be given an automatic place of authority and power, a place where he would have the right to speak out and be heard, to have the biggest impact possible. That might be how we'd plan it, that red carpet waiting at Bethlehem. But that wasn't what God's plan was for his star- son. Instead, Jesus was born into this non-wealthy family. And soon after his birth, things went incredibly wrong. Mary and Joseph had to flee. They had to flee Israel to keep their baby alive. Herod was out there wanting to kill everybody. They became refugees. So instead of being in their own home, surrounded by their own family. Jesus is whisked away to another country, fleeing for their lives, a refugee. His parents most likely had to risk the lives of all three of them in an effort to escape from this immediate threat to their safety. We hear... Bits and pieces these days, don't we, about what it is to be a refugee. We don't have much insight, most of us, into what that really, truly means. We hear of hundreds of people making that treacherous crossing in ridiculously small dinghies every day to the UK. People arriving with barely more than the clothes they are wearing. Small children often in their arms having spent terrible amounts of money in completely overcrowded, unworthy vessels. Can you imagine having to make that choice for your family? Deciding that you need to leave your house, your home, your possessions, your family, your friends, and running for your lives. What a terrible decision to have to make. The horror refugees face is a daily reality for far too many people in our world today. One which most of us, thank goodness, hopefully will never really know what it is like. But we know how they're often treated. Unwanted. Outcasts. As people who should be sent back. We have enough problems of our own, send them back. Refugees across the ages, of being a class of broken people, people who have been unwanted, people who are utterly desperate. It's a terrible place to be as a refugee, and yet this is exactly where we find our Savior in those first few years of his life, literally fleeing his life, fleeing from home. No wider family support, knowing poverty, and little security except for the love and the care of his parents who protected him, doing everything in their power to keep him safe, to protect their precious gift of a son. This should not happen to our God. It's no wonder that our Lord can truly understand our needs, that he can relate to all that we go through, that he cares for every single one of us. He cares when we feel broken. He cares when we feel lonely. He cares about our needs. He understands because he has lived it. Our God, our Saviour, our Lord, it shouldn't have happened to him but because he allowed it to, he understands us. Bren is gonna come and read a poem for us.
6: Three kings came a-riding through tempest and through cold. Their coats were of silken thread. Their crowns were beaten gold. A star shone in the sky before, the storm it rolled behind. And as they rode, their cloaks drew out like clouds along the wind. Three shepherds left their shivering flocks. They came stumbling through the night The song of angels drowned their ears, their eyes were blind with light. They groped along the courtyard wall, unpinned the stable door, then halted all with steaming breath to stare upon the floor. Three strangers lodged within the barn that night of frost and storm, with ox and ash for company and straw to keep them warm one stranger stood with hand on stall, one knelt in folds of blue and one there lay in shadowed sleep as mortal children do the haunted shepherds bowed the head the kings they bent the knee and marvelling they worshipped there in silence three by three The tempest fell, a cock crowed thrice. The shepherd's task was done. The kings remounted in a dream and rode towards the sun.
0: Shouldn't happen to our God. If it had happened to us, we'd have put a complaint in, wouldn't we? Call. Can you imagine the complaints we could put in? Wrong woman. Hotel booked. Call. You get your money back on that one, couldn't you? Complain about the government changing the rules, you can complain about the mess, you could complain about smelly visitors, you could complain about all sorts of things, and we would be so happy to complain because, after all, being miserable is what makes us so happy. (laughs) But God wasn't complaining. Because you see, at the beginning, God saw a mess. That mess was the world, it was my life, it was your life. The only way this mess could be sorted was for God himself to move in. And not one of us can now turn around and say to God, you don't know what it's like. Because God chose a young woman, an insignificant young woman. He knew what it was to be born in shame. He was not born in splendour and palace that we would have to bow and worship him because he's some great king or regal person and we do not even have the ability to enter his presence. Why not? Because he entered our presence. And entering our presence was the only way we were going to be rescued. The long journey... We all complain about the toil and the struggles of life. God knew about that. And he did it for us. The birthing suite, well. You see, God came to serve in Jesus. Not to be served, not to be treated as royalty, but to show absolute love and transformation. The shepherds, yes, they were smelly, they were stinky, they were probably a bit obnoxious and didn't have many social graces, but that's exactly the kind of person Jesus wanted around him. Did you notice that throughout the whole of his life? It was with the outcast he would spend his time. He was accused of being with sinners why? Because he loves them. That's who Jesus was. Oh, and being a refugee? Yes, he even knows what it is to be a refugee. So this Christmas, don't think God doesn't understand. Don't think God doesn't care. Because he went through all that for you. And we might say it shouldn't happen to our God. But we'd be lost if it hadn't. If God had just stayed aloof. If everything had been perfect. If there'd been no mess. We'd be lost. But God loved you so much. He gave his son. And the verse, I began the service the God became a human being and moved into our neighborhood. God became Jesus. And offers to move into our life. And this Christmas, I invite you wherever you are in your personal walk with Jesus. Is it time to invite Jesus into your life? Yes, there may be mess there. Look, there's mess in all of our lives. All of them. But Jesus is in the transformation business. The cleanup business. I used to hate it when my mum came into my bedroom when I was a kid. She always wanted to tidy it. And I knew where things were before she tidied it. But God wants to move into our lives in Jesus to tidy us. To give us a new beginning. A brand new start. And I say... It shouldn't happen to our God, but I'm glad it did. Jan used the phrase earlier God didn't play the God card, God played the love card. For you, for me, we adore Him.
7: Let us pray. Our Lord and our God, we want to thank you for the love you have for us. Thank you for sending us Jesus Christ, who became poor for our sake, who was born in a stinking place for our sake, who became a refugee for our sake. You loved us so much that you sent us the Prince of Peace, the one who heals our sicknesses, the one who gives us joy and joy everlasting and the one who gave us pardon for our sins. We thank you, Lord. Father, we pray that at this time of Christmas, as we celebrate your birth, oh Lord, help us to create a room in our lives. Help us to have you in our lives. That we will not be seeing you outside of our life, but in us. Help us, O Lord, to be an instrument of peace. Help us, O Lord, to be an instrument of joy. And Father, we pray that you will help us, O Lord, to be an instrument of transformation. That wherever you go, we will shine the light. We want to thank you. And at this juncture, Lord, we also remember this monster called COVID-19. That each time we think we're cutting the we are getting it, something pops up. Father, we pray that you help us tame this monster once and for all. Father, Lord God, we want to thank you for all those who have participated in today's program, the music team, the pastors, the preparation, those behind the scene, and for all those who have come here this evening, we pray your blessing upon everyone, O Lord. Lord as we go out celebrating Christmas help us to be able to spread the good news of the salvation you have come to give unto us help us to always show the love even unto others thank you everlasting father in Jesus name we pray Amen. And we are going to sing the last song, Ak, the Herod. If you are able to stand, please.
0: Being here tonight, can I remind you that we will also be gathering again On Wednesday for Carols and the Calf at lunchtime. And then Christmas Eve, we have a praise party for children. Older people can come along as well. We're going to have a film and that. And then Midnight Communion starting at 11.30 on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day at 10.30 in the morning, we will gather for Christmas Day worship. But let me also remind you, next Sunday, there is no service. You can come and pray outside if you want, but there is not going to be a service inside. Can I thank all who have helped to make this service tonight? The worship group, well done, thank you very much. The readers, for Brenda in the poem, for Jan leading with us, for the AV team, and for Andy and Rihanna who are still online. It would be our practice normally after service to go out the back and have mince pies and all gather in the hall. It doesn't seem very wise to do that at this time. Not because we don't still love you, but because we do love you, that we don't want to pack everybody in the hall. However, as you go, they uh, have been working out there to prepare something for you to take away. And if you go onto the right-hand side, you get mulled wine Yes, that's fine. Vicky's fraving her hand at me, and I know what I'm talking about on this occasion. <laughs> if you go on the right-hand side, you get mulled wine. The bad news is no alcoholic, so you can drive after it, but it will warm you up. On the left-hand side, you get hot chocolate. If you're not sure, go down to Central Island, put hands uh, up both ways and see what you get. <laughs> but you are really welcome. Sorry we can't do the normal mince pies and everything, but we want to say, may you have a great Christmas. We'd love to see you again for our worship as the week goes through. But God bless you. Judy's going to lead us in a prayer at the end.
7: Let's say the words of grace to ourselves. May the grace Grace of
0: our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. God God bless you. Thank you.